0: More Than Conquerors is supported by the generous gifts of listeners like you. You can find us online by going to livingwordchurch.org. Without doubt, the greatest miracle any Christian can ever experience is that of salvation. Entitled, Salvation Explained, and taken from the first four messages of his outstanding salvation series, these teachings center around the very majesty of the miracle itself more commonly called being born again through the simple confession and acceptance of Jesus Christ as our personal Lord and Savior. Many will learn for the first time that despite good deeds and a life well lived, none of God's promises can be fulfilled nor can the possibility of an eternity in heaven be guaranteed without first being born again because God's Word declares that it is by grace we have been saved. Salvation is an unconditional gift, which, since there's simply nothing anyone can do to earn it, never has a price tag attached to it. No more critical a message will you hear than these opening four on salvation's benefits and responsibilities. Here's more about God's amazing free gift called salvation.
1: Today, I want you to open with me to 2 Corinthians And we're going to go there. I'm going to read one verse before that. But let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Very familiar verse to many of us. But let's open up to 2 Corinthians chapter 5. While you're doing that, I want to read Romans 6.23. And the Bible says, For the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. So the gift of God is salvation that comes through Jesus Christ. It doesn't come through human effort again. It doesn't come through works. It doesn't come through trying to be a good person uh, or trying to attain this salvation. The way that salvation comes, we looked at it last week, is by the free gift, the free will, the grace of God that comes to us that we accept by faith. That's what gives us salvation. It's a free gift. It's a gift of God. Now, in the weeks ahead, what we'll talk about, because often people will say, you know, well, you know, it's a free gift. And, and yes, I understand that. Um, and, and now, you know, that means that I can live any way I want to live and I'm good with God. Well, yes, you, your, 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 your salvation is intact through your confession on and believing in Jesus Christ. But with salvation comes something else. It's called responsibility. Anybody who would give you a gift, a free gift, a precious gift, a very expensive gift, would expect you to take care of that gift and to treat that gift properly. A gift is not given to be abused. And so is our salvation. Salvation isn't given to us to be abused. It's given to us as a free gift, an act of God's grace and mercy to every human who would accept him, but we have the responsibility to protect that gift and to treat that gift right within our life. So because I'm saved doesn't mean that I can just live any any old way I can I want to live because I know that I'm going to heaven. But today I wanted to continue in on talking about this free gift. So for the wages of sin or death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus. So let's go over to 2 Corinthians, and we'll look at chapter 5. And I'm going to start in verse 12, and we'll read down. For we do not commend ourselves again to you, but give you opportunity to boast on our behalf, that you may have an answer for those who boast in appearance and not in heart. Wow. Boast in appearance and not in heart. For if we are beside ourselves, it is for God, or if we are of sound mind, it is for you. For the love of Christ compels us because we judge thus that if one died for all, that would be Jesus, notice the one is capitalized, then all died. And he died for all that those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for him who died for them and rose again. See, what the Bible's teaching us here is that if we have received and accepted Jesus Christ into our life, and we trust and believe in him, then we ought to not live for ourselves anymore, but we realize that our lives are no longer our own, but they are hidden in Christ, and we should seek to live for Jesus. That ought to be the desire of every Christian who has had the born-again experience and received Jesus into our lives, is that we understand and realize that our lives are no longer our own. They belong to the Lord, and we seek him in every move we make, the Bible says in him, I live and I move and I have my being. And that's what we ought to do. Now he goes on to say, uh, we should no longer live for, for themselves, but for him who died for us. Therefore, from, from now on, we regard no one according to the flesh. Even though we have known Christ according to the flesh, yet now we know him thus no longer. Well, he's leading us up to something, and we know these verses he's leading us up to, 2 Corinthians five seventeen, which is very, very powerful. But really what he's trying to lay down here is say that from this point on, once you become born again and you receive the Lord into your life and you're no longer living for yourself, but you're living for Christ and you're living for the Lord, he says, after this point, don't consider, don't look at each other after the flesh. Too many people have flesh relationships. We need to know each other after the spirit, not after the flesh. Therefore, if anyone, notice the word anyone, that means that this is not a private party, but this is open to anyone whosoever will receive Jesus into their life. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Now, all things are of God. In other words, this transformation is not brought about by human effort. This transformation is done by a divine act of God's grace and mercy in your life, just like we talked about last week. Jesus describing the born-again experience. He says to Nicodemus, he said, it's like the wind. You don't know where it comes from, and you don't know where it goes. So is it, everyone that's born of the Spirit. And it's the same thing here. All of these things, this transformation. Behold, all things have become new. When I got born again, I still looked the same. I still were thinking the same. I still you know, weighed the same. My clothes still fit me. But yet the Bible says that I am a brand new creation. It is not a fleshly work. It's a spiritual work that begins on the inside and eventually works its way to the outside. Amen. Behold... All things are new. The old is gone and the new has come. And all this is the work of God himself in the life of everyone who would come to Jesus and receive him as Lord and Savior. The free gift that God extends to mankind. This experience doesn't happen because you're so perfect. Because nobody in this room is perfect. This experience doesn't come because you've got everything right because we all don't have everything right. This experience doesn't come because you have a bucket full of good works. Because we may have a bucket full of good works, but we also have another bucket that's full of some other things that aren't so good. This is the free gift that comes from the grace and the mercy of a loving God to what the Bible says, whoever, whoever would come to him. So this is an open invitation. Anyone is in Christ. He is a brand new creation. The old is gone and the new has come. All this is from God. If any man, anyone be in Christ, this message is for the most broken of the broken, the sickest of the sick, the most depraved of the depraved. This message is for anyone who will choose to receive Christ by faith in their life, they will go through the new birth experience, which is not a human experience. It is a divine experience that happens in a human life. And it takes a human life from the pits of life and puts them at the pinnacle of life in Christ. We saw last week, he raises us up with Christ and puts us in heavenly places. It's an awesome, powerful, spiritual thing. That takes place. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a brand new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have. Don't ever look at anybody after the flesh. Look at them after the Spirit. Is their heart turned towards God? Are they serving God? Do they love God? Do they have a passion for God? Do they love people? Look at the fruits of their life. Don't look at the mistakes of their past. Don't look of the sins of the past. That will mess you up and it will mess everybody else up. We do not look at each other after the flesh. People often have done that, you know, well, tell me, you know, th- this is why I get, I get very uncomfortable when, you know, people get together in groups and go off and do, try to do spiritual things without any oversight, mature oversight. Because everybody wants to know everybody's business of the past as far as god is concerned if you've received jesus christ into your life you've repented of the past every one of those sins are covered by the blood never to be remembered by god and they shouldn't even be remembered by you or by me we need to move on we need to move on we need to move on and get the work done that god has called us to do and not listen to the lie of the devil trying to bring you back to your past. If any man be in Christ, he's a brand new creation. You may not feel like it. You may not look like it. You may not be acting like it, but you need to look yourself in the the mirror just like I had to look myself in the mirror and say, I am a brand new creation in Christ. The old is gone. The old is gone. Devil, the old is gone. The new has come. And all this has been done by my heavenly father in my life. You can't touch me. You can't mess up my future because my future is in the hands of the living God. Come on. That's why I say, don't worry about what people say. Don't worry about what your critics say. Don't worry about what people do to you or come against you. Your future is not in the hands of a man. God did this divine work in your life. God is the one who touched you. God is the one who transformed you. God is the one who drew you to himself. And God is not about to let you go for one minute. Man can't mess you up. Stop blaming man. You're giving man more authority and power over your life than you should. I am, you are, we are a divine work of a holy God. Yes. It is a divine spiritual work that God has done in the born again experience that transformed us Amen. from the kingdom of darkness, from failures and weaklings, into the kingdom of His dear Son, where we receive power and acceptance and love and forgiveness by our holy God. Somebody give the Lord a hand clap, a shout of hallelujah and an amen. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Now, all things are of God who has reconciled, 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 drawn us back to himself. Reconciled. That word is so deep and it's so powerful. It means that he canceled the sin debt through the blood of Jesus. He broke the powers of darkness uh, that were set against us by the devil himself through the blood of Jesus, through the bodily sacrifice and the dripping blood of Jesus. All that the devil had set against us was now canceled. Revoked, broken, and God now is drawing, him, drawing us back to Himself, because we are covered by the sacrifice of Jesus' blood. Think of the depth and the power and the awesomeness of what God has done through this act of salvation. One of the things that breaks my heart is sometimes we just take this gift of salvation, this free gift of salvation. Maybe we just take it a little too lightly. We need to be grateful every day. There are many things that God has promised in his word. There are many things for the believer that we ought to be experiencing. We've talked about them and we'll continue talking about them. But the greatest gift of all gifts for every human being is the gift of salvation. Because without that, we are not connected to God. Without that, we are not aware or awakened to spiritual things only by the born again experience can we come to know and understand the things of the spirit now all things are of God who reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ this is not man trying to get to God but rather this is God drawing man to himself through a simple act of faith Faith in his son, Jesus Christ. Now all things are of God who has reconciled to us to himself through Jesus Christ. Now listen to the next part. And has given us the ministry of reconciliation. He didn't give us the ministry of condemnation. He didn't give us the ministry of criticism. He didn't give us the ministry of. Of judgment. He's given us the ministry of reconciliation. And he goes on to say that is, that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses to them, and has committed to us the word of reconciliation. Not the word of judgment, criticism, condemnation, but the word of reconciliation. We need to tell the world. That God wants you. God loves you. God has an answer for your life. I had an opportunity, um, you know, I mean, I, I get the opportunity, the awesome, awesome privilege of preaching the gospel here in the church all week long, you know, different nights, most certainly Saturday, Sunday. And I count it as an awesome privilege. But I love being out in the world where people don't know me as Pastor Ray. They just know me as an equal. I don't go places and say, I'm Pastor Ray, flash a badge, you know. <laughs> I just, hi, I'm Ray Higestelianos, nice to meet you. When I went to the gym, you know, I'll go to the gym. I spent a lot of hours in the gym. And I got to know, I didn't go there, I just, when I went, hi, my name is Ray, you know, that's it, you know. And uh, anyway, I got to know a lot of these guys. There was one young man that I got to know, and he's about 26 years old, and he's seeking, and he's searching, and I could see it. And I just kind of stood back, and I watched and, um, so he, I found out that he was getting into this meditation stuff, all has its roots in Buddhism and all these other things out there. He's getting involved in this meditation, went on some sort of, um, retreat for a couple of weeks to do, do this meditation practice. And now he's all into this stuff. So fortunately my, my trainer went off on vacation and this guy stepped in for him. And I thought, cause I was praying for an opportunity, Lord, what can I do to speak to this young man? So anyway, we, we arranged, we got together and I was very interested in what he was doing because I want an opportunity to share the gospel. I don't know about you, but I love sharing the gospel. I love sharing Jesus with people because that's what we're called to do. So he's going off and I'm listening to him. And I said to him, you know what? I said, Uh, You you remind me of myself. When I was 26 years old, I was searching. I I got involved in all these things. And and I use this analogy. You all heard it. It's not my analogy. It's been around for years. I don't know where I picked it up. I said, let me tell you something. Every human being, when they're born, they're born with like a big donut hole in their heart. And they walk through life trying to fill that with things. You see what you're doing right now? You're trying to fill that with all kinds of things. I said, I did the same thing. I said, I I got into all some of the same things that you did in my early 20s. I said, but you know, I found along the way that none of those things satisfy. They never gave me the peace. They never gave me the full answers. They never gave me the joy. They never transformed my life. It just was a constant searching after something that never really manifested. And I wasted some time. I said, but then I came to know Jesus Christ in my life. I found out that that hole was reserved for God and can only be filled by God himself I said let me tell you let me tell you something I said I don't know I think I know he came from the Catholic background you know I did too so I understand what what that is and I said let me tell you something this is not a religion that's based upon a bunch of rules I said what God wants with you is a relationship he wants to know you and he wants you to know him and I went through the whole story of salvation and just some of these verses. That, and he, just, he was just he said, I like that. I like that. I said, well, good. I'm glad you like it. Because if you don't like it, I'm going to keep talking until you do like it. <laughs> And what you don't know is I'm praying for you and I'm going to keep praying for you until you come out of that ungodly stuff and you come to know the living God. But you see, we can't be afraid to go out into the world and tell the world that God loves you, God wants you, God is trying to get you back to himself and the way to the Father is through the Son, Jesus Christ. God made it so simple because all these other religions, many of them are based, if not all of them, I haven't studied all of them, but the ones that I've looked at, the, the relationship with God is based upon some sort of human effort. Man's got to become good enough to attain to some level of spirituality. God, our God, the true God, the big G God says, uh-uh, this is a salvation that's based on my grace and your faith. Yes. This is not about man's works. This is about the love and the grace of God towards man in this free gift of salvation that he offers to mankind through Jesus Christ. Well, I don't know what's going to happen with this young man, but I'm going to continue to pray for him and continue to believe that something that I've sown in his heart will take root and come alive because I see he's searching. The many people that are searching, some of them are not 26, some of them are 56, 66, 76, still searching. And we have the responsibility and the joy of bringing the gospel message of the free gift of Jesus Christ amen. to the world. Amen. Come on, somebody give me a better amen than that in the house of God. It says in verse, let me just finish up verse 20. He says, we've committed to us the word of reconciliation, verse 20. Now, then we are. That means you are, I am, we are ambassadors for Christ. As though God were pleading through us. That's what we are. See, like sometimes we're afraid, we're embarrassed. Don't be embarrassed. You go out and just tell the world, man. You may not know all the verses. You don't have to know all the verses. You have something that's so uniquely different and important, and that's called your testimony. You know what God has done in your life. Share your testimony. Tell them about the free gift that God you know, that you receive from God through Jesus Christ and how your life has changed. That's what I told this young man. I said, look at me now, man. I was once lost like you, but look at me now, man. i got meaning. I've got purpose. I've got joy. I've got satisfaction. That's because I have Jesus in my heart. And I hope you can, you can come to a place where you'll, you'll want to accept the Lord into your heart as well. So let's go over to, um, Let's go over to, where are we going? We're going to a very familiar verse. Let's go to Romans chapter 10. Very familiar verse of scripture to many of us. We'll be finished in a few minutes, but Romans chapter 10 and um, a free gift of salvation can't be earned. Now, as I said before, we do have a responsibility with this gift because this is a precious gift and important gift. We'll talk about that another time but today let's finish up on this so chapter uh, 10 of romans verse 8 says but what does it say the word is near you in your mouth and in your heart that is the word of faith which we preach that if you confess with your mouth the lord jesus and believe in your heart that god has raised him from the dead you might be saved oh really let me wait a minute I think I need new glasses. Wait a minute. Let me see. If you confess with your Oh, you're right. There's no might about it. There's no maybe about it. If you confess with your mouth and believe with your heart, guess what? You will be saved because salvation doesn't come from human effort. It comes from the acceptance, receiving, believing on the name of Jesus Christ. That's what brings salvation.